everybody. This is the last episode of season two of the Too Fat to Play podcast. I am Austin. Ryan is over there, potentially still sobbing. The Super Bowl has concluded. We are officially into the off season. But you know where there is no off season? Sticks Golf Lounge, Humboldt, Kansas. Thank God for Sticks and thank God for their support this season. Guys, really, you need to go out and uh, uh, stop in, say hi to everybody, tell them Austin and Ryan sent you. Uh, they've been great to us. Hopefully, we've been as good to them. Uh, Sticks Golf Lounge, Humboldt, Kansas, right down on the square. Stop in, have a drink, play a couple rounds. Um, let's get into it, man. I, uh, that was rough. Um, so I'll I'll just that was kind of get things set up here. Um, of course, Super Bowl that one side of the table was hoping for. Um, not only matchup, but outcome. I mean, you had from <laughs> episode one this season. You you called it. You you absolutely called it, and I was I was this close <laughs> to calling it. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it. Like I said, the outcome that that I had hoped for. Uh, like Ryan said, fr- from the get go, from from our our preseason pick'em show to to the final whistle, um, it, it the ball game, whichever team you're rooting for, was a phenomenal game. Uh, it it was it was exciting front to back. There there were and, there and were, if you don't think so, you don't understand the in and outs of football. Go go back and watch the game as an unbiased fan just somebody that's watching the football it was a fun game to watch there was great defensive plays there were great offensive plays and it was an overall exciting game you you had the greatest quarterback we've ever seen more than likely versus the last pick in the draft say and that that's something that I don't know if we I don't know if we get into that conversation here um I mean the the offseason program of yes. overweight and overthinking is coming and that is honestly kind of how I would like to start it because and, and I'll, I'll kind of preface that conversation with this is I don't believe Patrick Mahomes is currently the greatest quarterback of all time I, I don't know if you can say that currently I do believe but. he's the best quarterback of all time and 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 I believe the distinction's there, and I and I will gladly make that distinction yeah. later on. Probably but, with a like, like an old fashioned right here. Yeah, on, uh, the, on a the off season program is going to be a little looser, you know, maybe maybe not maybe not so many ties and and you know dress coats, but uh, <laughs> as Ryan's wearing a bush light hoodie, um, but and a yeah. Giants hat. I'm wearing baseball. <laughs> Pitchers reported on Wednesday. Ryan. I knew with a hundred percent certainty you would not be doing the podcast this week with the 49ers anything. I haven't on. touched any this chair is the first thing 49ers I've touched since Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I, I know how you are. Football season's over. You don't have the the Lombardi. It is Giants until March thirtieth when the UFL kicks off. And until the UFL gets some sort of good merchandise, God, dude, I, I hope they get some decent merchandising like, going because the I XFL still... almost had it going last year, and then they merged, and none of that stuff's for sale anymore. You can't find it because I still need a Renegades helmet. I need some Battlehawk stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I need some stuff. I would like some stuff. We're gonna get some stuff. We just need them to have a shop that you can actually get good stuff from, and we'll be on it. 
but no, I I know it's uh, it's primarily going to be giant stuff with you until I, September, like yeah. I, th- that's how in, you are. In which are. case, it's yeah. You uh, wear you wear football stuff from fe- from August to February, and you wear baseball stuff from February to August. Like you, you're kind of a two trick pony here. Like it, it it is what it is. Um, but no, I I knew with a hundred percent certainty <laughs> that there would not be a 49ers hat on your head. Are you telling me I'm predictable? Yes. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> there's. You know, as as football fans, and admittedly, as somebody that, as as I've willingly said, and as I said to your wife after the game, as somebody that, as a Chiefs fan, and as a football fan, had interest in the Chiefs losing that game because of our friendship, because of our relationship, and and because there is a very large portion of me. That was ready for Brock Purdy to go 450 and four tutties just so everybody had to shut the fuck up. Because the people that are still to this moment saying Brock Purdy is a problem for the 49ers, I still don't understand. The kid has played in, I believe, 27 NFL games. Yeah. 26, 27, something like that. He's now 20 and seven in his career. Okay. He has been to back-to-back NFC Championship games. He has been to the Super Bowl. He has been 14 minutes and 57 seconds deep into overtime of a Super Bowl that he played against the best player we have ever seen at the quarterback position. If you're blaming Brock Purdy, you're blaming the wrong guy. Well, he didn't make any of the throws. Right? That that's what everybody keeps telling me. The the missed throws that I think you can wait a minute. So blatantly attribute like he missed that throw are uh Chris Jones in his face and then the deep ball that McDuffie had perfect coverage and then there at the end whenever he had Chris Jones in his face. He threw some of the like the the pass I think it was the one right before right before the touchdown uh in the first half where he layered that ball in oh yes to Ayuk. Uh, yep triple like, coverage one of the greatest throws i yep. think i've ever seen and, and it's i i don't understand that portion of the narrative and and i haven't understood it all year like as as somebody that has been recording his voice recording his football takes for the full season <laughs> Go back and find where I said Brock Purdy's the problem. Go ahead. I'll wait. You're not going to find it. Uh, you were on him before I was. Yeah, absolutely. Like be, it, it was it, the third game he played last season, so his second and a half because he came in halfway through the Miami game, and you're like, the kid's it. And I was like, I'd like to see some more. And then we get into the playoffs, and I was like, I kind of like him. And then his UCL explodes, which apparently – is starting to happen in the NFL because one of your offensive linemen suffered that as Played well. Played 72 snaps after he did it. Yeah. like so, Just like Brock did, yeah. unwillingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Linemen didn't have to throw the ball. Like, <laughs> like dude, it's... I just I, don't understand that part of it. And I, and I know we're going to we're gonna deep dive some of this whenever there's a few more alcoholic beverages, excuse me, adult beverages involved. But... Mine are going to have alcohol. <laughs> 
I'm aware. <laughs> I'm surprised the Dr. Pepper in front of you doesn't. It's, it's Friday night. Been a rough week. It, I, I tell you what. There's a re- you're right. It is Friday. There's a reason. Uh, if you guys didn't see the uh, the Facebook post, um, some extreme troubles Wednesday after work when we were supposed to record. Um, somebody got home late because truck stopped. Couldn't get home from work. So decided to push it off a little bit. This is uh, definitely later than we we're anticipating. Um, but but it, it kind of works out. I mean, it's like I told my wife, it's not like we have to get an episode out before the game next week. That this very true. So, so you know, very true. And and I think moving forward, I, we'll probably release somewhere around normal schedule. Uh, kind of once things get going here. Um, I think we are going to take probably a week or two off. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll keep you guys posted on on the Facebook and uh, on our Twitter um, and Instagram. Just to, but we need a couple weeks to get back into our normal schedule before. I mean, we've got some 60-degree weekends and 60-degree evenings coming up. I don't know about you. We've got to do some spring cleaning around the house. Amen. And get a couple weeks in doing that. And like, you know what? Uh, Friday night, I don't want to be out in the garage working on anything anymore. I'd like to sit down and talk football. So, I, I'm, I'm thinking right around the time. I'm just going to say it. You're going to laugh. The UFL, like, preseason kind of starts kicking off probably be when we get back into it because then we've got draft coverage and yeah we, we've got some we've got some, some stuff to get on um i think we're gonna we're gonna try and put some filler stuff in a little bit here and there uh i think we're gonna try a, a different summer schedule than we had last year yeah last year was kind of took off but there, there's things going on well and now i don't live 20 miles away that helps we have a designated spot that also helps that li- we you know season it, two's been big for us I don't know if anybody out there's seen it, but and, we and are on way, YouTube. By the way, thank you all for that. Yes, um, it, it, I, I mean it's been huge. We we've we've crossed numbers. Uh, I mean, and, and we ended last season the same way. Like we we crossed the five hundred listen number. We never thought we'd get there. Then we crossed the thousand listen number. We damn sure never thought we'd get there. We are, I I think, pushing three. Uh, or no, have we? No, not quite pushing three. Okay. No, we're uh, we're just at twenty one, right around okay. twenty one fifty right now. I misremembered, but right, again, we're over two thousand. the The amount of podcasts that don't see four digit listens across, and I and I realize we have a ton of episodes as well, but like. There's there's podcasts that have as many, if not more, episodes of ours that that do not see four digit listens. Right. So for that, four, four digit listens, let alone seventeen countries. Yeah, and I don't know how that's even remotely possible. We speak bad English at best, um, and th- there is no translating service to this. Like it's it's bad English everywhere you listen to it, unless you understand sarcasm and depression. It's hard to kind of get through an episode. I, I don't think that that's going to be any way to dispute. Oh, that's a that's a turn. But but anyhow, we have a Super Bowl to talk about. Um, we, been, we we do. Been literally we, pushing this off. Ryan, I have been at your house for an hour and a half. <laughs> we I, we I, have I, spent like fifteen minutes of that actually discussing. 
what the Super Bowl was. I know. So I, I, let's I don't just know. get this on 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 record or recording. And uh, I I understand talking about things makes things better, but sometimes I still want to throw up just thinking about it. And I get that. Um. So I I don't I don't know if you want to start. If you want me to start. Um, I think I you actually get the big I actually finish. watched the whole game. You're right. I did not watch <laughs> the final four plays. But there were there were a few moments when Ryan walked out the front door. Um, hey, I was usually back before the cr- uh, commercial break ended, or it, unless Jake Moody was kicking, in which case I was not watching that. Correct. But um, th- I mean that's fine if if we want to kind of leave leave some of the back end. Yeah, I mean as. I'll um, say it. Your team won. You get the big finish. You okay. get the, you get the last hurrah. And before on we get two. into the game, the the one thing that I, I think we we have to touch on, and it's it's post Super Bowl, um, the absolute ridiculous tragedy Wednesday afternoon. Um, Twenty three injured, one killed, eleven kids wounded. Um, the, the, the lady that was killed, and I, I do not remember her name at this point, um, is, is, is a journalist, is a mother, two kids, like, the, the, I'm not going to come out here, I mean, you guys have, have heard a little bit of our political systems on this, I'm not going to come out here and tell you to, to, you know, we got to get rid of guns, like, I, I, I believe the problem with this country is a mental health problem, it is, I, I am for common sense gun laws like pass a background check but in the end criminals don't follow the law um i i don't know i don't know how that gets lost in all of this oddly enough to you know when somebody kills somebody because they're high on fentanyl or high on meth oddly enough that's also illegal um and then the illegally owned firearm that they have or the illegally possessed in most cases firearm that they have while doing illegal drugs Oddly enough, if you put enough illegal things together, you might realize that the law is not going to stop something. And I, I am a proud gun owner myself. I, 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 I respect firearms. I, I, I don't. I, I don't travel without one. Like I, I've got. To I've got safety for me and my family, no more than an arm's reach away, and, and so. I, I'm not coming out here. I'm not taking the approach of you know we've we've got to ban semi-automatic assault rifles because it's not an assault rifle. We, we like you. Un, I understand that there is a significant problem in this country, and I I just don't know how you blame the inanimate object. Um. So, condolences to to all all that were hurt, all that have been hurt, and all that will be hurt by the events i don't understand why we can't have celebratory moments i don't understand how why why our kids can't go to school i don't understand there there was one story i i saw and i believe it was i believe it was nick Wright, um ran into an old lady at the hotel um and was talking to her about it and she was my seventh grade granddaughter took charge of our family unit because she's been trained for this that doesn't sit well with me. No, as as a father, as a father of a three year old, and I will have a newborn come next football season. Um, 
that that shit just doesn't sit with me. And and the fact that again at a celebration of a damn football game, eleven and, kids and and are this wounded. is just straight um, reporting speculation from what I've seen, but it was an argument between. Yeah, a couple of individuals yeah, the, the, that the police fire on each other. The the police have have announced that the, it, that uh, a disagreement amongst people, completely unrelated, led to twenty four people being wounded and one being killed. L- like, give a shit about the person next to you. That's all I ask. Just give a shit about the person next to you. Um, but I know awkward transition. Uh, Super Bowl Fifty Eight, Kansas City Twenty Six, San Francisco or Twenty Five, Chiefs Twenty Five, San Francisco Twenty Two. Um, game winning pass. I'm I I Andy Reid has to just be fucking with people at this point because the two touchdowns were caught by MVS and McCole Hardman, who I have been. Readily and openly willing to cut all season. Well, I guess McColl since the trade deadline. Um, you were ready to <laughs> cut him from the Jets Jets roster at the start of the season. The man makes a good point. <laughs> so, I'll give you the losing side. And if you don't like it, what I'm about to say, uh, too bad. Because in all honesty, it's the truth. It, it, this is no emotion. This is just what is happening throughout the Super Bowl, all right? The first quarter, just like you and I discussed, how the Niners were going to win this game was they're going to hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off. And as soon as the Chiefs stack the box or Justin Reed comes down to try and smack Christian McCaffrey, you're going to get it right in behind him. And you said to me, after I made the Juwan Jennings remark, if the Niners beat us with Jawan Jennings, then they deserve it. Who the hell were they going to? <laughs> I'm, I, I, you had George Kittle on lock. George Kittle's out there with Play-Doh. I'm pretty sure. Like I, I don't know what he's doing. He's saying hi, George Karloftis. He's Trent McDuffie. You've got a funny last name. Like he's out there having fun. He understands the gravity of the situation. He wants to win. He will bully anybody to win, but at the same time, he also realizes it's a, it's a game. Him not getting the football doesn't matter to him, unlike Brandon Ayuk's brother. Um, too early? Carry on. I, I mean, the game plan was working. Run the ball. Throw the ball. Run the ball until they say, you're not going to run it, and they say, well, stop me. And then, then when they don't, make them stop you. Get it to third and eight. And line up and play action pass. It's the damnedest fucking thing. Play action and you have you have to respect it. Because if they don't, you can still hand it to CMC on a play action. And he just knows, I've got it now. I can do this. Yeah, He got rolled up on at the end of the first quarter. Looked like a snail. And ran for nine yards on the next play. Yeah. Like, the, the the odd body movement training 
I mean, we saw it with Mahomes, with Mahomes in the AFC ago. Championship game where they're like, oh, that's an injury, and they get up and they're completely fine. I'm just like, okay, okay, we've we've learned some things about the human body now because uh, those, those, those were death sentences not that long ago. Right, so like... Christian, the, the game plan was perfect. Coming out, the game plan was perfect. On the defensive side, we finally seen the front four do what it needed to, and that's because they, excuse me, they haven't gotten home all season, and them to get home this time was just not let 15 outside the tackle box. Yep. Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa had that right tackle beat on so many occasions, and he goes, I'm not chasing him down. If one of the guys up the middle wants to, that's fine. He's not getting around me. Perfect. To me, Nick Bosa was the MVP. They win that game. I'm giving the MVP to Nick Bosa, and it's not because I had money on it because I was watching the damn game going, he's not – you can't have off-schedule plays if you can't get out of the pocket and see the off-schedule plays. Right. So on the defensive side of the ball, my front four were finally clicking. Javon Hargrave is demolishing the guard. Eric Armstead and Creed Humphrey were going at it. I thought it was going to be Javon Hargrave and Creed. No, Eric Armstead, he's mine, which is crazy because there is no beef there unless there's some college beef, which there shouldn't be. Yeah, but that was a fun battle. That was so fun. Uh, And then Javon Kinlaw on running downs. He got in there. I think he even had a sack, and he's a run stuffer. Eric Armstead's technically a run stuffer, but he has more sacks than run stops, which doesn't make sense to me so like my front four is doing it they're doing great which is allowing my back end a Steve Wilkes coach back end to play out of their mind and then Dre Greenlaw he had the clamps absolute clamps on Travis Kelsey the the Travis Kelsey blow up and Pacheco yes and Pacheco he he was like, as soon as he identified run or pass, his f- only instinct was, I'm going to hit that person as hard as I can before they get five yards up the field. Because if it's a pass and I can smoke Travis Kelsey, I thought it was a run. You're within the five yards of contact. Mm-hmm. You smoke him. He There's a reason Travis Kelsey blew up on Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because he was taken out. Yeah, that might have been the boiling point. But it's because he was getting shut the fuck down. 57 had him tied up, confused. Had 15 confused, because had me confused, because Dre Greenlaw is left to right. Dre Greenlaw is, you touch the ball, I kill you. Fred Warner is, I'm going to sit back and diagnose while I'm, ta- he's kind of the Luke Keekley. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very weird, and they almost swapped places during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I would I would argue the best defensive player on the field for the 49ers until tragedy struck was Dre Greenlaw. Like uh, he was like, no ma- like the first if Dre Greenlaw stays plays. healthy. I think he's the lead argument for defensive play or, or for MVP. I, I mean, the first four plays the Chiefs had on offense, he made all four tackles. Three of them were solo. One of them, he hit Isaiah Pacheco so hard, he actually stopped. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that before, but Isaiah Pacheco stopped and had to, like, 
for a split second, figure out which way to run. And by that point, everybody else is there. Yeah. They were swarming. They were doing what they needed to do. And then let me talk Brock Purdy. What more did you want from the kid? How did they get here? Smart quarterback play. He didn't have a turnover. He had three bad throws. You've already discussed this. Two of which, the Chiefs, to get to him, had to bring six or seven. Mm -hmm. They had to have two to three free rushers to get to Brock Purdy. He was tearing that zone apart. Steve Spagnuolo, after the game, unprovoked, to Adam Schefter said he was tearing our zone reads apart. We had to switch to man coverage. And you know how well that worked for him in the fourth quarter? It didn't. Because he was tearing that apart, too. The, like the Niners' game plan of hand it to 23 and then let 13 make a play. Was working. Brings me to the third quarter. Tragedy strikes, Dre Greenlaw's Achilles snaps. Uh, just rubber band snaps. Somehow, not a momentum shifter. You go out that very next, they targeted Oren Burks, and he did a damn good job on Travis Kelsey. I think Kelsey ended up having one catch on that drive, but they still forced a punt on that following possession. Come out, and you flip the script? We're going to stop running on first, second, and third down? Why? You, you stop the Chiefs on their first drive. You, you get the ball. You throw three times. Fine. It didn't work. For me, if you want to try it on your first drive, test the water. Yeah. Cool. Fine. If you want to do it right after you stuff the Chiefs out of halftime, okay. You intercept the ball two plays later, hand it off. You're inside the 40. You hand it off. Uh, to me, that's just smart football. That's not even... I mean, if you if you want to throw a shot play on first down, Okay. But you're going right over the middle. You're not forcing them to respect the run. At, at halftime in the Super Bowl, it's a new game. I don't care how many points you're up, how many points you're down. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. You have to reestablish the line of scrimmage. That, that's what it comes down It's a game of attrition. Yep. It, who can dominate the trenches? And both defensive lines were doing a phenomenal job unless the 49ers were running the football. And it, and it didn't even matter what side they were running it to because there were a couple of times where, like, we want that four-yard gain against that right side. We're going to run it right at Chris Jones, and he's going to feel us. And they're like, I don't care if it's a two-yard. He's going to know we're coming. And then we're going to hit him again for two more yards. And then on the next play, we're going to follow Trent Williams seven yards up the field. And, it, and it, it, it was working in the first two quarters. So why in the third quarter do you suddenly think, Especially after your first drive of it not working when they've when they're going straight to man mm -hmm. and then dropping your the two linebackers over the middle of the field. They're not giving you anything over the middle. They're bringing four. Run the damn ball. That, that, that's how you beat that. Get them back into a zone. You had all of the momentum there. There wasn't a lot of it. It, it was like a five mile per hour wind on a 75 degree day and you're in the shade, like that was the momentum. Not enough to sway <laughs> you one way or another, but if you had a piece of paper, you felt it tugging. You you had it. 
you got back to it at the end of the third quarter after a muffed punt. You get into the fourth quarter. Now you're playing from behind. You ask Brock Purdy to go, don't fuck it up. And what's he do? Yeah, you start running the ball again, but every time you ask him to make a throw, he makes it. Or Debo drops it. George drops it. Your two biggest players drop the football. I get the throw to Debo was down around his ankles. It hits him in both of his hands. It's a player. It's a play that a player of that caliber in a moment of that magnitude. Oh, lest we forget, 13 also got hit on those two throws as he was letting go of the ball. I mean, I mean, say credit to Spags. The very much the blitzes were phenomenally timed. The the Trent McDuffie blitz where he uh, tips the ball that was going to a wide open Brandon Ayuk. The blitz worked like, and, and I mean that's that's the the goal, right? Is either you either get the sack or you knock the ball down. And Kansas City is phenomenal at batting balls. Like that that is that is what that defense. Yeah, they is had re- like four. Yeah, during but, the game. But I mean, they led the league in that this year. Yeah, like that, that's, that's what they do. Is they bat if they don't get the sack, they bat the ball down. And but the, when when Brock was clean. Uh, Clean meaning he had more than a second and a half, yeah, and me, he got me, to set his feet. Meaning he didn't have Chris Jones, George Loftus, or Trent McDuffie, oddly enough, in his face. Like, when he was clean and had a chance to set the pocket, and or if he got quick pressured and was able to reset the pocket. That's the other thing. He didn't have a clean pocket but four or five times. He was resetting. He was stepping back up. He was sliding out. He was doing everything he needed to. He never once turned the ball over. One quarterback threw an interception, and it wasn't the last pick in the draft. Did the guy win the Super Bowl? No. He also played the cleanest game he's ever played. He didn't play at at no point during that game was a moment too big for him. No. I mean, Brock Purdy got his team the lead twice in the fourth quarter. And again in overtime. And and then I'll, I'll take it back over to the defensive side of the ball. And I'll start here. Steve Wilkes was fired earlier this week. And people are saying that that's a scapegoat um, for the Super Bowl loss. Newsflash, guys. He was not coming back as D.C. Regardless. Do, do you remember in the fourth quarter... I think it was about three minutes in. The Chiefs had the ball. They were actually driving. Second and eight. Kyle Shanahan calls a timeout. It's because Steve Wilkes has a a blitz dialed up on second and eight. Fred Warner and our backup linebackers are in the A-gaps. Kyle Shanahan is known as an offensive mind. You and I have talked about this on this podcast. He's an offensive mind because he's a defensive genius. He knows what the defense is trying to do, mm-hmm. which is also how his game plans, when they work, he blows teams out. When they don't, he starts throwing the football yep. in, at the end, at half. He, he, for some reason, thinks that's the direction they think we're going to go. It's not. They're not. He, he, he over... 
He overthinks himself. He, he overthinks the, well, they're going to come out and sell out to stop the run. I'm going to throw the ball. Right. Well, they won't assume I'm doing it twice. Right. So, he he sees what Steve Wilkes is dialing up, and throughout the fourth quarter, Steve Wilkes, who is a very aggressive defensive coordinator, always has been, always will be. That's his style of play. Does not match what the 49ers defense does well. We've seen that against Cleveland. We've seen that against Minnesota. We've seen that against uh, uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Thank you. We've seen that against Baltimore. Now the Baltimore game, that was a what could go, will go. I mean, everything went wrong. The defense is out there for way too long, and they actually in the first half did a phenomenal job of containing Lamar Jackson. But when you're not allowing your front four to just contain and and slowly constrict that pocket, because that was how they were getting sacks, was they would contain Randy Gregory was playing out of his mind Nick Bosa, Chase Young even was looking like he deserved to be on a football field for the first time in, since the trade. Yeah, second time since the trade. That the, first the, week. the first game that he played, <laughs> it was like, oh boy. Yeah, that was nuts. So, w- why do you need to bring pressure? You're, like you said, arguably your best defensive player that game is out. The best defensive player on your team is still there in the middle of the defense. Let him lead it. You have a safety in Jair Brown who's already had an interception. He's already made a couple big plays in the playoffs. Let him let him survey the back end of the field. He, he's shown so much growth. Like, y- you've got the guys that are making the plays. Just let them make it. Don't try and force something. Because when you try and force something and that's not what your team does, that's how you lose games. It's not why they lost this football game. But when Kyle Shanahan has to call a timeout and say, what the hell are you doing? We're not going to blitz on second and eight. Because you and I could see it. Yeah. As soon as they put those linebackers in the A-gap, all I could see was 87 over the middle of the field. I mean, it, it was going to be 87-4. Somebody was going to be six yards deep. And they were going for thirty to forty. Yeah, and and, and they, they they were going to be six yards deep, and I, I and for this reason, I I assume it was going to be Rasheed was going to be the hot because it was going to be one on one with the safety, right? And and, and it was it was going to be uh, I can't remember, it would have been Jair Brown. It would have been the rookie safety. Yeah, say it would have been whoever was on the right it was, side. It wasn't Deshaun Gibson because. <laughs> Tashawn was having himself a game as well. Yes, he was. Very, very quietly. So, at at no point, I, I just, I don't understand why it's scapegoating when you can look throughout the season and... I mean, Steve, for, for me, and, and I mean, we talked about this earlier, for me, Steve Wilkes was fired after the three-game losing streak. Uh, should have been. And, and I think they literally went we don't have somebody internally that we're ready to have at that position. So we're going to hold on to it. Like we, we can't, we don't have the piece we want right now to move forward. Um, but no, like that defense, every game that that defense got beat, this one included, it came down to the back end of the defense. Didn't know what the front end was doing. And the front end didn't know what the back end was doing. That, Every loss the Niners had this season, and even some of their wins, 
the the communication on the defensive side of the ball, you could tell was never right. That team is that defense is way too talented to have the miscommunications that they had. And the fact that they played like they did, I think that says a lot about the talent that they do have. So I mean, the, you have you have arguably one of the best defensive ends in football. I'm afraid this inarguably one of the best defensive ends in football. You have inarguably the best middle line backer in football. You have inarguably one of the top five corners in football. You have inarguably one of the best, whatever the fuck Drew Greenlaw is. I know he's a linebacker, but whatever. You have one of the best defensive lines in football. You have so many talented pieces because you're not paying your quarterback, so you could pay other places. But like that, that defense is so uberly talented that when Drake Greenlaw went down, Oren Burks came in and yes, had success early. But if you, if you want to point at one player and be like, that's the reason you lost. To me, it's Oren Burks. By the time the game ended, he'd been targeted nine times. He had nine receptions for 132 yards and a touchdown. If you want to, if you want to blame a player. If you want to blame an individual for the loss, Oren Burks, a guy that they knew wasn't ready to be in that situation, and fifty-seven healthy. Or uh, it Oren Burks is our 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 uh, our Sam. It was uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Okay, I, I don't know why I always get those two mixed up. So I, I, 45 is Flanagan fouls. He came in for... Okay. Oren okay. Bo- Burks moved into he Trey's was 48. Spot. Okay. Yeah. So, but when 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 57 was on the field, like, and I've, I've said this. I, I, I don't... I, I, I've had this conversation at my job. The biggest play of the game, probably the biggest reason the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, is because 57 tore his Achilles running onto the field after a punt. Like, Dre Greenlaw was well on his way to winning a Super Bowl MVP. He he, he, he was that guy. And I, I was watching this uh, thing on tic, on either TikTok or Twitter. One of the two. Um, it's, again, a TikTok doctor, Twitter doctor, whatever it is, that, you know, basically goes in it, doing the wrong thing over and over and over and over again, eventually leads to catastrophe. And that's, if you watch Dre Greenlaw, a lot of times he does his jump, and then when he goes to take off, that back leg stretches all the way out, and then the heel hits the ground. And that's, that that is clear cut. Exactly. How you tear your own Achilles. Like, that's that's how that happens, and that's exactly what happened. And, And I, Chiefs fan, Somebody that knew that Dre Greenlaw was the biggest problem that I was seeing in the game. When that popped up on the television, what was my response? The same as yours. I went, oh no. Am I a Chiefs fan? Absolutely. Do I want to have somebody getting injured on... A non-contact were running out on the field after the punt? Absolutely not. We, we, we went over this a couple of weeks. I want to beat your best. Your best is laying on the field because you went to run on the field after a punt. Like, I hated that. 
you know I did uh, because we we had the identical reaction. 49ers fan, Chiefs fan, our reaction to that clip was the same. And and I fucking hated that. Um but dude, like I said, if you're if you're blaming any individual player like and, and and I can't I, yeah. I can't I can't bring in a third in reality your third string because or yeah. I guess fourth string yeah. linebacker because one Fred two Dre three Oren four yeah, Demetrius your your fourth linebacker on the roster to cover to our, cover to cover eighty seven like I I I can't the <laughs> fact that it was nine for nine that. for one thirty two in a TD. He only gave up a touchdown. <laughs> he gave up one and only 132. I've seen Travis Kelsey go off for 132 and a half. That's the Raiders. Like, it's... It, it, it is let, that... Let's not t- also forget how he played in the run. Because he was... In the run, he was just as... I can't say as good as Dre. But he was right there. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they covered so the run So his weakest well. spot was covering the, the pass... And for some reason, I'll, I'll swing that back around to Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes was like, we need to start bringing a blitz in the second half. Why? Yeah. Why? Say. That, that, that's not why you got fired. No. no. You uh, got fired a long time ago. Yeah. They, they just made it official now. You, um, if you have a ring right now, we've, a, we've mutually we've agreed. We've mutually to, agreed to part ways. Yeah. He 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 would like to seek other opportunities. Great. That's fine. Right. The, it, the Steve Wilkes, he was not being scapegoated. No, I mean, th- it, this is a long time coming for, for Steve. It wasn't going to work. It didn't work in San Francisco. No. Like I said, Which is I crazy because when you look at their numbers compared to last year with D'Amico, he had less yards per game, less points per game, uh, less sacks per game, but like every, he was better in everything except for defensive line metrics, mm-hmm. yards per game, like everything. He was a better defensive coordinator, but when you watched the games, there was a disconnect to what mm-hmm. the 49ers offense does, and, and people don't realize that has to be it. There's got to be a mesh point. Yes. If your defense is great, and for so long, the 49ers defense has carried that offense. This year... The offense was kind of carrying the defense because the Niners have been a bend-don't-break. This year, it's you're either going to throw all over us or we're going to pick it off four times. Mm-hmm. And and that's why there, it was to the highs to the lows evened out. Yeah. Instead of 20 to 20, you're probably going to move the ball. 20 and in. We're gonna smack you in the mouth, and and that's exactly how Kansas City's operated this year. Yeah, Be- because they know if you're if if you're gonna trade field goals with us, we have a fifteen, but we have a seven. We'll trade field goals. I <laughs> hate the strategy, <laughs> which I hated when you said that last week. And I'll say this: up until uh, the first quarter, where my the the best player in all of football, Trent Williams, was like, I need 
three penalties back to back to back to end a perfect drive. Or I guess it was back to back and then the following drive on third down. Mm-hmm. He had a big one that set us back. Both driving, both taking us out of scoring range. My team would have had thirty. I don't I I will die on that hill. <clears throat> but they didn't. But they did. You're right. They fucking didn't. They should have. And and but I can't. If the Chiefs would have gone down and scored a touchdown, I'd probably be a little bit more upset about that. Like I, I'm, I would have that fire to like argue mm-hmm. a little bit more. But my defense did its job. Offense, go out and do your job, and everybody does except for the best player on your offense. I I mm, <laughs> you just <laughs> screwed me. <laughs> So, uh, I'll guess I'll hit on on overtime. I wanted the ball. I said that beforehand. I was like, I want the ball. Now, I don't know if it's hindsight twenty twenty, but I, 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 obviously, I was also very emotional during the game to take what? the points. I know, right? <laughs> I'm very take the points that you're given. Also, looking at the flow of the game. Your defense, as long as they're not doing anything stupid, like blitzing in overtime, you're going to you're going to exchange field goals. I, for the flow of the game, including the fourth quarter when there were three touchdowns scored, it was like overtime's going to come down to just they're going to start throwing punches. That's what it's going to be on the offensive and defensive line. They're not even going to block. They're just going to start boxing. I was like, that, that's all this is going to be. And then on the back end, we're going to see them setting out wrestling mats and they're going to just wrestle. I, 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 it was, even with the touchdowns that the Chiefs scored, I was like, they're exchanging field goals. Whoever has the ball the third time, the third possession wins. Mm-hmm. And then you blitz. On and fourth and six. On fourth and fucking six. You blitz. I'll say what was called, and I'm not going to blame anybody. Fred Warner gets picked up. That's what we want to call it. Guess what? That call was called once in the entire game. It was in the first quarter. It was on. They weren't calling holding. I either either side. side. Yeah, they weren't calling it. There were there were plenty egregious. of missed egregious both ways both ways. Kansas City had some very obvious holding penalties. San Francisco had some very obvious holding penalties. All off the right side. <laughs> Dude, was, All off the right side. And the only one that was called was a penalty that Kansas City committed at least three times that I know of, whenever Mahomes actually did escape the pocket. And it's the the slight, okay, it's that slight tug as they go to move. It's exactly what Trenton did. And Shanahan goes, hey, if you're going to call it, call it. And the refs went, fine. We won't call it again. Which, if you're a 49ers fan, I understand makes you go, well, that's fucked up. Oh, it, I mean, <laughs> when when you're watching Nick Bosa get bear hugged and then Jarek McKinnon jump on the back of Fred Warner in overtime, you're like, hey, the fuck? But that, you blitzed. If you drop Fred back into coverage and it doesn't allow. And Rasheed Rice isn't. Right where Fred Warner would have been standing, uh, you, you know. And, and now you've given momentum. You handed momentum because the next drive, third down, 
well, we're not going to blitz. That's fine. Why? Why are we in like a desperation cover? You dropped back. You're in protect three. You five guys, fifteen yards off the ball. Why is Fred Warner running backwards to cover a deep ball? He needs to be. He he needs to be spying just in case he gets out. And what was that a thirty yard run? Yeah. It wasn't the reason you lost. Like, the reason you lost, it, it it didn't help. But the reason you lost was because you stopped running the football in the third quarter. I'll agree wholeheartedly with that. Like I, but it's also, I can't say it was a final nail in Steve Wilkes's coffin, but it was like him burying himself because the nail was already there. The, the defense was so good, they couldn't actually overcome their play call. The offense overcame the shitty play calls. The, the, the defense did everything you could hope with some poor play calling. Like, in in the end, I mean, some of the Chiefs' bigger, biggest plays were on, were on ill-timed blitzes. On, and it's Patrick Mahomes, and I understand. You know, there's a lot of people, not that listen to this podcast, because this podcast is primarily Chiefs listeners. Like, that's, That's where fine. we're located. It's, yeah, who, it's, it's it, who we know. It, it's, it's who spreads the we, word. We live in a small town in southeast Kansas. It's not often you see anything other than Chiefs unless it's a Cowboys flag. That's where we're at. When, when blitzing Mahomes, it's pretty well-known fact that it doesn't work. <laughs> and it's crazy. What works is just bringing four and even if they don't get home, just not allowing the offensive tackles to control. Yeah, but not a let it, not allowing, not diving to the inside and giving Mahomes a lane to do something. Mahomesian. How but, many times did we see Nick Bosa spin to the inside, beat Jawan Taylor, beat him, absolute free rusher, and stop? Yep. He he's like, I've already got you. You're behind me. You're staying right there. Yeah. I'm not and, taking and, another step forward. Because whenever Nick and uh in in overtime, Nick Bosa beats Jawan Taylor and is going to win the game. That that's what he's playing for. He had three swipes at Mahomes and not a one of them made any solid contact. And and that and Mahomes gets out of the out, that's a deep ball. Mm-hmm. Like that for me, and, and I can't even blame Nick for that. No, no, because Nick was going to win the damn game. Nick, like that, because nobody else, nobody else not, was winning the game for them. Nick was going to win the game, and he knew that shit. I don't blame somebody for going. This is somebody the chance ha- to end this fucking game. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to do it. It's gonna be me. I'm the. I'm a fucking <laughs> number one draft pick. I'm the best defensive player on the field. No matter who we're fucking playing. Our side, their side, I'm the fucking guy. I talk about half the speed of a snail, but I'm the fucking guy. He tried to make a play. Guess what? He gets the sack. He's the fucking hero. He's the probably the Super Bowl MVP. You can't blame him for trying to end the game. And and I, I, I don't because they, they rushed forth. Like, they did what they were supposed to. He beats the he beats the tackle. He has a shot at Mahomes. Unfortunately for him, it's Patrick fucking Mahomes. Like like it, 
and I, I hate having that as the argument. I hated using it as my argument last week, but it's the only one I fucking had. I used it for two weeks before that. I know. <laughs> sometimes, to my own detriment. Sometimes, when you have Patrick fucking Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes shit. That's one of those things. That's the reason he's the best quarterback I've ever seen play football. He managed the hell out of that fucking game. Aside from one throw, where he threw an awful pass, I'm still not sure if he was trying to get it to MVS over the top or to Kelsey. I really don't know where he's going with that ball, because like he did. I've seen arguments for both, and all I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure he meant to throw it to Jair Brown. That's my that that's my the only reasonable conclusion is that he was throwing it to Jair because it was a horrible throw. Horrible overthrow if he's thrown into Kelsey, and a horrendous underthrow if he's thrown into MVS. I don't know where he was. I don't know what his actual goal was there. I think they've said it was Kelsey. I'm still not sure, but I I, I don't know. Aside from that, Patrick Mahomes did exactly what you have to do against San Francisco. You take what the defense gives you. And in the first half, that wasn't shit. In the second half, you were like, oh, backup linebacker. I have Travis Kelsey. Great. The deep shot to McCole Hardman. Great. Followed by a fumble. Again, I think Andy Reid's fucking with people because the two touchdowns in that game were to fucking MVS and McCole. Um, I told you guys they could play wide receiver. No, oh, they dude, can't. <laughs> I was so hot. Like I, I was like, I, I don't, I don't believe this is what happened. Because I refuse to believe that the Super Bowl fucking hero is McCole Hardman. But, good God. I, I can see it now if the Chiefs happen to fucking three-peat. Sky Moore is going to catch the game-winning touchdown. Kadarius Tony. I don't think he's... Sky Moore at least wasn't a healthy scratch for the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's why I'm saying Kadarius Tony. The man makes a valid point. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll give my one last, last, I guess, quip here. The whole... The 49ers didn't know the overtime rules. To me, it doesn't matter. It, it's not much different than the regular season overtime where a field goal doesn't win it and a touchdown. Uh, the other team's getting the ball back. Nine times out of ten in the regular season, the off the other team gets the ball back because you're kicking a field goal. To me, it's, it, it's a moot point. I get the Chiefs. We, we've been going over... You want to know why the Chiefs have been going over this? Do, does anybody remember the Patriots game? A and then the following year, the, the Bills game that ended up getting the rule changed. The, the Chiefs have been not at the, the focal point at the at, right at the focal point of this. I'm not saying to me that that is an overlook, but at the same time, it doesn't mean anything. So I, I do think. I, I think Shanahan deserves deserves some criticism. No, he does because 1, because whenever you walk out and but if you, he and calls the game correctly after half, there is no overtime. Correct, correct. And but like I said, when when you're lining up in the offensive huddle and your fullback, who um, I don't know if anybody knows this, Cal Uzcheck is. A little bit of a I smart think, fella. I think he had a couple of big catches in that game, too. Yeah, dude, fuck you. Um, 
But I don't know why you're saying fuck you. I lost. I'm taking the shots where I can get them. Because it was fucking awesome to watch. Anyhow, but Juszczyk's a smart fucking dude. Um, he kind of went to a somewhat prestigious academic college. He's a smart guy. Whenever he's walking out and he goes, I didn't realize that if we scored, they get the ball back. I I understand, but I, I believe criticism, criticism earned as criticism do. And, and, and he, I yeah, not... The team not having at least a, wor- I guess a working knowledge of that, I, I think is ill, Ill befitting to a head coach in the NFL. But like again, that's me, the first postseason overtime game since the rule was changed. Right, and and that's where it also co- like if you're coming into a Super Bowl anticipating overtime or planning for I get you have to have that conversation of what if mm-hmm. and apparently there were some conversations as to what if prior to the game the Chiefs have had said we've been practicing that since wild card weekend you've been for like the last five years you've been thinking about the two times the one time it benefited you mm-hmm. and the one time it burned you no other team has had more than one shot at that. There are two teams, the Patriots, who won't be seeing the playoffs for a while now, and the Bills, who we're not entirely sure will or will not. Depends on which Josh Allen we get. Yeah. No other. There are 28, 29 other teams. For some reason, I had 28 in my head. 29 other teams that when they think playoffs, they're thinking, let's get to the end of the fourth quarter and see what happens. That's the game plan. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it It is disappointing that you didn't have that preparation. You've also got no precedent as for your team as to have that. Right. But you're not going into this like, all right, if we make it into overtime, we should have had your thought process. We should have had this shit wrapped up 10 minutes ago and you had a chance to. Mm-hmm. So how do we fix it? And you did. You your offense did everything they needed to, minus probably going forward on fourth down, which isn't Kyle Shanahan's thing, right? And it was a long four. Like th- there's there's reasons you don't go for it on the fourth down in overtime, right? Absolutely, I, I, I get it. You don't you don't score there. You're guaranteeing a loss. I, I I totally get taking the points. I don't. I had zero issues taking the points. In overtime, my issues did come with the defense. Why are we blitzing? Why are we blitzing on fourth and six? It worked really good on third and eight. They got two. Do it again. If they beat you doing what you do best on fourth and six, line up and do, do it, it again. again. Right. Don't on the next drive or the next set of downs. Don't blitz on third and eight again. I, it. Not the reason you lost. It's kind of like blaming the uh, blocked extra point for the reason you lost. Two quarters earlier, on the 57-yarder that beats out Jake Moody's record-setting 55-yarder from the first quarter. I think it was Dre Greenlaw, and I think it was right before his injury on the that field goal, six inches. His hand was six inches from blocking it. What if it gets blocked? 
oh, we're not even talking about overtime now, are we? Right. Oh, so Jake Moody's doesn't get blocked. We're not talking about... The overtime doesn't bother me. It hurts because 14 minutes, 57 seconds in, my team has the lead, and Logan Ryan blows a coverage. Logan Ryan got called four weeks ago to come play for the 49ers. Eight weeks ago. Was it eight weeks ago? It was eight weeks ago. Oh, dear God. And I only know that because I read his tweet. (sighs) Yeah. Like, Like, he was on a cruise ship. Literally, that part I do know. He was on a cruise ship. Drunk. <laughs> Didn't say that part. He was on a cruise ship. He was drunk. When he got the phone call, had to sober up and go to the gym for the rest of his cruise. Why were they down that far? Why were they that far into your own territory? Because he blitzed. You your your blitzes were so mistimed, especially when they weren't needed. Yeah. Say for for me. San Francisco, like, that's that's the nail, I guess. And, and again, we, we've been over, not the nail in the coffin, that was well supplanted, but the nail in the loss Yes, is ill-timed, unsuccessful blitzes. Because but then, it you know, just the, wasn't, like, Spags needed to blitz. Yeah, Spags needed to blitz. Because, and again, that's Kansas City's strength. Right. When Kansas City blitzes, they beat you with the blitz. All season long, when San Francisco blitzes, they get they beat. get beat because the guys on the back end, they're not. And I don't want to. I don't want to downplay the talent of the back end. They're not prepared, right? The like Kansas City, they're like we're blitzing. This is how you. This is how you feel behind it. San Francisco's were blitzing, and they're like fifty four is supposed to be there. Right. Why? Why is why uh, is fifty four? This is in my the backfield. Why? Why is why is my assignments right here? Why? Yeah. Why do I need to be watching my back? Yeah. That's that's where it looked. And and again, all year long with San Francisco, when they got beat on defense on blitzes, especially Minnesota the, fourth the, fourth down. Yeah. The, the back end, and and I I I'm not going to blame players like. That's because the, your defensive coordinator's job. The guys on the back end didn't didn't either know know where to be, or were told to be in the wrong location. Like, and and that's that that's kind of the the take I have. And, and honestly, like, as great as the Super Bowl was, I. Thoroughly enjoyed the defensive playoff from both teams. Oh my god! It was so much fun, and and I'll I'll kind of I, I don't have as long of a rant on the game, I guess. Because it, 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 it's hard to rant and not sound like you're gloat, gloating, right. After and, a and win, that's that's not what no, that's not what this is about. No, and, and we know that because I mean, I mean, the Super Bowl ended. McCole Hardman caught the touchdown pass. Game was over. I put my head down, took a deep breath. I walked out on the front porch, and I put my arms around you. I hadn't celebrated. I hadn't thrown my hands in the air. I hadn't so much as put a fist pump out. You know what the worst part about that was for me? Your TVs were behind about a minute and a half. Oh, that didn't surprise me. It's streaming. But as soon as I went and sat down on the porch, I could hear fireworks 
going off. So I'd already known what happened. My phone went off. Yeah. So I had I had like four minutes because there was a few minutes there where I just sat there and listened before it all finally hit me. Yeah. And like I said, I the the game ended. Like I said, I hadn't thrown so. And you can ask my dad. It, my it, wife, it, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like like I, I fully expected to hear more from the house, and maybe that's why it hurt me so bad. So it's like they're they're not even fucking celebrating right now. Like I, I, I could I heard touchdown, and then that was it. And I was like, I, they're not even celebrating. Yeah. I, and I, I honestly I felt guilty, but I, you obviously know how I wear right wear that on my and, sleeve. And like Sarah kind of asked about it, and I was like, "Am I happy the Chiefs won? Absolutely. We we just did something that hasn't been done in twenty years." I was like, "But as as a person, because." well known I'm not very good at putting myself first not I'm not good at it somebody that I care about deeply was on the front porch not having a great time like I said I I the game ended I took a deep breath I walked out I put my arms around you because in the end it's a football game somebody I care about is a lot more important you know, you guys. That's why I, I went. I went and grabbed the person that could that could potentially help with this situation. I went and grabbed Gemma, and brought her out, because in the end, the people matter more than the football game. Was is this something that, again, eight years ago, the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl seemed like a fairy tale story. We just clinched the third Super Bowl in five years. We we just went back to back. Now I've got to get one because my my baseball team's got three and five, and your baseball team has one in that span, and, and my super my my football team's been to three Super Bowls, and, and I've watched them lose in horrific fashion in all three. Yeah, and so, like I said, I mean, as far as as far as synopsis of the game, Trent McDuffie is every bit of an All Pro cornerback. That guy is phenomenal. That PBU against Debo. But he gave up two catches for 11 yards. 89% of his snaps were either man-to-man or primary zone on Debo or Brandon. Lejarius Sneed should have been an all-pro cornerback. I understand why he's not, because there's other guys that deserved it too. 90% of his coverage snaps came against as man-to-man or primary zone defender on Debo or Brandon. Chris Jones played great. You know who I think the most impressive Kansas City defender was? Was it George? No. No. Mike fucking Pinnell. Oh, Mike Pinnell was... I watched. I have watched three individual plays where Mike Pinnell deposits Trent Williams on his ass and swallows Christian. Christian was running the ball absolutely. 
he was averaging 3.7 yards a carry. If you tell me Christian McCaffrey averaged 3.7 against Kansas City, I'm telling you they won. That I, I, I was hoping to keep him under five. It, it, and I, it's a little bit of a rebuttal because, I mean, obviously you guys did win. He's still if he's still averaging three point seven in the third quarter. Absolutely, it's a different. But uh, but his ru- his rushes in the third quarter right. that he got the the two <laughs> to were, set up the were, fourth quarter were both losses. Like 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 that's that that again. But if, if you tell me he averages three three point seven, I assume it, the Chiefs win. And, and that's just it because his losses were, were typically. Uh, except for those, uh, the one, the two right there at the end of the third quarter when the mm-hmm. Niners got the ball back, the other loss rushes for less than three yards in that game, all came after seven, nine, eleven, eight, seven. Like he chunk yard, chunk yard, chunk yard. Stop behind the line of scrimmage. Stop behind the line of like, scrimmage, and then they'd hand it off again and be like, "If you stop this one." You're gonna have to sell out to stop the next one, and as soon as you do, and it, that, and I guess that's just what pisses me off is because how in the hell can you can you in a game like that as Kyle Shanahan and I want to make this comparison again because I feel like I was the first to it. Kyle Shanahan is Andy Reid. He just Andy Reid's. Up until that first Super Bowl, had no clock management. Management couldn't figure out how to put away a game. Yep, Kyle Shanahan has no idea how to put away a game. He and, cannot and, call and a big four, game. Four years in, he can't win the big game like that. It, it is eerily similar. It all, the the biggest difference is he has a second Super Bowl loss. Andy Reid didn't have a, a second Super Bowl at that time. Yep, all of his losses came in the NFC Championship game. The the guy's going to be great. It, as once he gets that first one, it's game over. It, yeah. it, you're watching these two teams. So you're you're watching year in and year out. You're watching. If you're watching Kyle Shanahan, you're hoping that year five Brock Purdy they don't go. We really like this kid. We're gonna trade up and draft him. He's gonna sit behind him for a year. He's gonna learn. He's he, he's a much better offensive weapon, but he's gonna learn behind that guy, and then and then we're gonna let him go, in and he's gonna take the reins. Because if you see that happen, you're gonna go, oh shit! Like, and I understand that's what Trey was supposed to be, but sometimes you miss. It happens. You still ended up with Brock Purdy. Like, and it, you're you're watching, and you're like, okay. Football moves a lot faster than it did when Andy Reid started coaching. So we're we're gonna see. But man, back to yeah, back, back yeah. to Kansas City. Um Rasheed Rice NFL record, twenty seven receptions in the postseason for a rookie. Played played great. I mean, as as a guy that I'm still not sure is legitimate number one. What was his stat sheet like? Because I know he was quiet there for a while. Um, honestly, I mean, the Chiefs' leading wide receivers for that game were McCole Hardman and Justin Watson. Like, Rashid I know Justin didn't have Watson. a big game because and and Charvarius was on him for a lot of the game because they were like, yeah, you're, he's not going to be the one, and, and so, but Rasheed Rice had had a great season. He also 
he blew up on my homes there at the end of the fourth quarter on the on the back shoulder to Travis because he was open. And yes, he's open, but Creed Humphrey rolled the snap again to Patrick. Like Patrick went, I've got one on one with Travis Kelsey. This ball just got rolled to me. I'm, I know where I'm going. So, you know, Rasheed had a had a phenomenal rookie season. I mean, I. Outside, honestly, outside of Puka Nakua, you can argue he's the best rookie wide receiver in the NFL right now. And I'm going to put him third because I also believe Tank Dell deserves oh. that argument for number one or two. Um, the Texans are going to be fun next year. I can't absolutely. wait. I can't wait to talk some Texans football this summer. Absolutely. Um, then, like I said, that that defense. I, I know you said they would have. I, I just didn't see that defense giving up thirty and. and you, that's the you did it the first quarter. I seen it in your face. You were not gonna when they marched down the field and at, right as soon as that first Trent Williams, the the first uh-huh. joke, I could kind of see like okay, I was thinking twenty eight, but <laughs> <laughs> like, but I was thinking twenty eight, going we're gonna lose and they're gonna have twenty eight, shit, like, but. I, I just that that defense by granted they, they play more games now. In twenty one games they they gave up twenty five or more points one time. They gave up twenty six once to Buffalo. They gave up under twenty five points. Just like San Francisco, Buffalo's undoing was getting away from the run and trying to throw the football. Absolutely. I. I I I just and, and the like the wild thing for me and like we talked about it as it's happening like we were diagnosing exactly what was happening as it was happening it was like it's not panic mode it's just bad ideas like it it's like just, I understand what you're thinking you're just wrong yeah you're just wrong like it's it's not a panic Buffalo it was a panic and you yeah, saw it yes the Ravens it was a panic and you saw it. San Francisco, you're like, that's just dumb. That's not even a panic. That's just dumb. You're trying to, like, you're, you're, you're trying, looking out over across the field trying to outsmart the other guy. You're trying to you're trying to out Patrick Mahomes without Patrick Mahomes. I love Brock Purdy to death. I have been on that train <laughs> for so goddamn long. They're not Guys, the same guy. There's one Patrick Mahomes. They're not the same guy. <laughs> like, that's all. You're not that guy, pal. Like, <laughs> It like it, it just it, it just slayed me. That like I said, I, I didn't diagnose it as panic. It was panic with the other games. Yes, with San Francisco, you were just going like, "What are you doing?" Like you like, could like, see that they're in. You could see that the Chiefs went to a man, get them back into a zone where they have to respect the run, it, force it down, make it. If you get stopped on three and out, you go two yards, two yards, three yards. Okay. You ran the ball three times. When you come out, they're going. You run. You run either a hard play action, or you run it again on first down, and you see what happens. Like, I, <laughs> as was, an offensive person, as somebody that watches football and you know plays football in a, a certain way, I'm sitting here going, "They've got to run the ball." As a Chiefs fan, I'm going. 
You were saying don't that run in, the ball. You were saying that internally. I was yelling it at the TV. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was full on. I w- run the damn ball. I was not going to agree with you. <laughs> I made that distinction very clear early. I was not going to agree with you. That's that's why right before the game, I walked over and I said, "I love you," but for the next three and a half hours, fuck you. That that was how we started the game. <laughs> and you never ate my wings, so fuck you for that. Oh, I I <laughs> I'm glad I didn't because when. When I got up, when you did come out onto the front porch and I thought I was going to throw up, I would have thrown up if there was anything on my stomach. Yeah, yeah. You're also welcome for not eating those wings because the next morning, that wing sauce has an after has an afterkick. That, <laughs> but God, was that sauce good. Um, no, that... But, I, I mean, as, as a football fan, as somebody that grew up appreciating football in the postseason... With a team that wasn't anywhere close to relevant in that postseason, as somebody that, as as I've made mention multiple times, and it's not going to change, has a, has an obvious rooting interest in the San Francisco 49ers solely because of one person in my life. I'm not doing this podcast if it's not with you. Like when this idea came around, there was one person. Then there were three other people, and then two of those people, the then two of those guys backed out. It was just back to me and you. Like, th- th- this happens because there's one person across the table from me. Whether or not the other people were involved or would have been involved when started doesn't matter. When this started, it only works because there's one person across from me. That that's the whole dynamic that that brings this show. For anywhere from a hey that's a bad idea because that's where this fucking thing started was hey I've got a stupid idea let's do a podcast and then you were like deal how do we do that like th- th- this only works because of this like th- th- there's a th- there is I can't say it's a chemistry it's more like a witch's brew but but th- this this doesn't work as a major production media show because you're bringing in talent. This works because, and I'm sure it's annoying to a lot of people, and especially if you're listening to us to argue as argument of entertainment, because we're not good at that. Because we we we're both very similar on the way we look at things. We ha- we have different outlooks with the same picture like that that's how this works and i wanted this super bowl for a multitude of reasons i wanted this super bowl victory for a multitude of reasons i also fucking want to see you celebrate a super bowl victory whether it be against my team or not it won't happen not with this team not with I this really, head coach i really i really I'm convinced now that you are correct. It took until, well, 14 minutes and 57 seconds of overtime, but I am convinced that that that, that is probably and, the case. And it's... As long I, as 15 suits up... Uh, I, the, I, they've shown me in two games that they can do it, and I don't think it's a Kyle Shanahan can't... I don't know how you can come into a third Super Bowl. I don't think they get back to one. I don't know if I want to hit this tonight or not. I think we'll hit, save that for later. But, but 
Um, I, I don't think Kyle Shanahan walks into another Super Bowl with a run game like he has and doesn't. If he dies on the hill of running the football, it's because he should have kept running the football his first two times. Yep. And, and we, we, I mean, we, you, you can argue the first three. Right. If, if, the, you, if, if you, you count the Atlanta. Atlanta one. Right. Like, I, I don't, I don't see how. How he comes into this, like I have to, I have to throw. If for some reason, a guy that's so prone to running the ball, he has to run the ball. For some reason, he gets it in his head. Sometimes, I gotta throw. They're never gonna see it coming. Doesn't matter if they see it coming or not. You're better at running the football than they are at defending the run. Yep. Even, I don't know how many times I've seen Christian McCaffrey get stuffed, and then right next play, same defensive alignment. Same offensive alignment. He said, I'm going to run it again, and you're not going to stop it. Yeah. Part of that, yes, is Christian McCaffrey being Christian. How many? I think uh, Eli had like six carries for like 36 yards. Something like that. Like he, he was averaging like six, so it didn't matter who the running back was. He, my, that offense knows. I, I don't I, – I have confidence that they can do it, but they won't. I'll I'll end it on this. He's not losing the locker room. The locker room's losing the faith. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, I, and they're getting old. That that that's. So I I think you have, I I think this Forty ers team, and I think a lot of it depends on what happens with Brandon this off season, but I think a lot of it, a lot of what you can say is. A oh. lot of the 49ers locker room as it currently stands. Unless Brandon holds out, he's back because they've got the fifth-year option. He's under contract. Right. He has no choice but right. to play for the 49ers next year. And obviously we've seen Micah Parsons' family speak out. Dak Like, we've seen other players' family speak out and the player be like, that's – like they won't say it for whatever freaking reason because of – contract Debo Samuel's family right before his contract extension mm-hmm. and and there's cap issues that they're going to run into this year like obviously we've got a lot to talk about this yeah. upcoming season yeah. but uh, off season but I I can't wait for one of those episodes because I'm George is all in for as long as he's under contract Christian's all in as long as he's under contract uh, Brock Purdy is a robot um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like there's fred is all in i'm 99 percent sure that dre is one of those guys that might be in it for the money kind of like debo and if we're what we're hearing is the same out of brand which some of those guys that's fine like yeah. i under it's gonna it, you're, it, unless they hit this draft so I, I think this quarter of san francisco's team you you have a shot next year like I, if but, you can keep them around for two years that that and the other thing would be, once again, the draft. If you can nail a draft yeah, where you can allow these guys to go, get paid or whatever, and not maybe just take a step back early in the season like we see in Kansas City do this year, so if, if you it, can, it's not the same. If you can – that or if you can make a trade, and I, and I realize it's hard to replicate, if you can make a Tyreek Hill trade with right. Debo, where, where, yes, you lose prolific weapon – but that prolific weapon lands you three stalwart players 
three guys that you have to have to win football games. If if that's what it takes, like I said, I think I think San Francisco's got a future. I just I I don't uh, believe it's a long haul future. No, but the long haul future would have to c- comes with a Lombardi. You get a Lombardi, yeah. you guarantee the longevity because now people are going to take a pay cut. Yeah, you, you, like, you like need, you've you got get, some. You need to get the sixth one. Like it that that it, it, that's what you're going to have to do, and. But I think I think the Niners have a shot, and I mean I know they're also opening up a Super Bowl favorite. So I'm not I'm not exactly reinventing the wheel with this take that I think right. they have a chance next year. No, but I also don't like that because I do believe the Super Bowl hangover is real, and and, and for the Super Bowl losing team, it seems to be very real uh, in recent it, memory. Uh, to me, it's got to be a it's a mental thing more yeah. than anything. Yeah, I, which, I agree. It, I don't. I, I obviously I could be wrong. Next year they can make it back. Well, we don't know. Yeah. What so one year from now does? We've got no idea. So I'm really two years interested from now, and and I I think what could help the 49ers, and I've got a terrifying thought, um. That, I I saw a report. I've seen two reports that were conflicting a little bit on who San Francisco's targeting targeting is DC. Um, the first one made me want to puke. The second one made me want to puke harder. Um, but it, they bring in the right guy and I believe that he may take the job if he's offered it. And I think it would be absolutely terrifying if he did. And that's Mike Rabel. I don't, it's not a fit. I, I think personality aggressive, like what they do. It is. The 49ers run a uh, a four three. He's a three four guy. I th- uh, something unless he can. I, if I he think can change he'd be his willing scheme. to maneuver because the Niners' defense is built predicated on the four three, and I I think the guy's a fucking genius football. Oh, I, I do too. So I, I think he could work around whatever his preconcessions are, but. I think that that, and then I, I've also seen that Belichick was was. I just don't see Belichick taking the DC job. The other one I saw was Staley, and that that's the one that made me want to puke harder. Um, granted, he was a great DC back in the day. Yeah, he was a really good DC with Sean McVay when Sean McVay learned everything from Kyle. So I hate the idea of it because I hate Brandon Staley. But like his history with that, it offense, could it could fucking work, right? It, it it's um, the the perfect storm. I've got one, Pete Carroll, who's been relieved of his head coaching duties, but they want to keep him with the organization. Mm-hmm. He's not under contract with anything right now. Yeah, if he wants to head coach again, no head coaching jobs are open right now. They're right. all filled. What what about a Richard Sherman's? F you to the organization that just cut you loose. Yeah. And I, that defense, that, like said, that's th- a this, Seattle defense. That's de- what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's 100% that's what it is. I think it would, and, and Pete Carroll has history with the 49ers. He has been a DC for the 49ers before, before he began head coaching in college. Yeah. So. To come home I think he was a DC in '94 when they won the Super Bowl. I said, I I think there's I think th- That's this the one I'm hoping this for. DC 
coaching carousel is going to be fun to watch. Um, because honestly, as a defensive coordinator candidate, right? Who looks at that defense and goes, "Ooh, I have some work to do." No, no. You go walk. You walk in there and go, "How much of this do I get to keep?" <laughs> well, like, if you're telling me eighty percent, we're good. All right. What are the key players? Ninety-seven stays. Fifty-four. Fifty-seven. Seven. Troy. Troy. St- His name's not Troy. He's no. going to be playing next year. Like seven yeah. stays. There's a lot of sevens on that. Two. Defense. Two. Yeah. No. Uh, dude, I. I. I think that's it's going to be one of the more exciting turns to see what happens there. Um. And and I mean back on Kansas City side because I mean they did just win the Super Bowl. Um, Andy Reid's back. Andy Reid's back. Spags is back. Spags is back. Tobe is back. I'm interested to see what happens at OC. Um, and solely for the point that I'm interested to see how where they hire B enemy back at. <laughs> um, I'm I'm convinced. Like that's <laughs> that's what's happening. I don't know if it's <laughs> run game coordinator, pass game coordinator, special offensive assistant. I'm convinced the enemy's next job is back in Kansas City. Um, so I, I, I'm interested to see where that goes. But, I mean, Kansas City, they've, they've got some situations. Uh, Willie Gay has uh, appears by all accounts to have wished Kansas City goodbye. Um, and oddly enough, Chris Jones plans on being back in Kansas City. I, I, I'm going to assume that was the booze talking because I don't know if you saw his agent tweeted out, can somebody cut them off with laughing emojis? Um, cause, but I, I, I think this team's going to be, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and lean towards, I, I'm not ruling out the three beat. Like the, the team's young. They're not really in bad salary cap situation. I think Veach is going to go out and find a receiver that nobody respects that's been playing for a bad team, bring him in and turn him into a wide and try to give Andy Reid a wide receiver that way. I'm really still hoping that some magical way they end up with Mike Evans, even though I, I understand Mike Evans isn't Mike Evans from three years ago, four years ago. I understand that he's that's, still he's still Mike Evans. He's okay? still a and thousand I, yard receiver. And I'm, I'm still going to be like, you know what? That's a lot better than I don't know MVS. Um, so I with with Kansas and I've I've said this as long as 15 walks out on the field as my quarterback, I believe this team can win every game they play in, and. The AFC West appears to be getting harder to win. We'll see. We we also said that you know last year, but and the year before that, like it, it it's been the rotating it, joke. But it although know, Harbaugh Harbaugh makes Harbaugh makes an interesting spot. Does Har? But I I think the Chargers are a couple of years away from competing because of their salary cap situation. I think they they sold out to win it this year. Went terribly wrong. I think it's going to take... It's probably going to take Harbaugh two years to build a Super Bowl roster again. And at that point, moving forward, okay. I, I think the Raiders are going to take a little bit to get, to get things ironed out. They're going to have some situations. And I don't know what the fuck's going to happen in Denver. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens in year two under Peyton. What that team looks like, because I I can't uh, wait to talk Russell Wilson where he's going to end up, dude. It's 
there, there's going to be and so much fun. I mean, because wherever have, he ends up, Jimmy Garoppolo's backing him up. Dude, we're we're gonna have a month of just AFC West, and we're just gonna be like, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo's gonna end up with the Steelers, backing up Justin Fields. <laughs> that's actually that's not a bad plan if you're the Steelers. Like, I honestly, mean, it seems to be better than what you've got. I still, th- I still think my my pick for Justin Fields is Atlanta, but um, we've been doing this for an hour and a half tonight, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump out on this one. Um, thank you guys so much for for two seasons of of listening to two dumbasses talk with with no prepared notes with with no statistical analysis to back up the dumb shit we say. We tried right there in the middle of the yeah, season, and yeah, that and was it, a cluster. Just, I brought in a spare monitor. We had everything ready to go, and then... I mean, we're going to have a little bit better for Season 3. Hopefully. Uh, But, well, I mean, we've been progressively getting better. Yeah, yeah, or or worse, depending on your your outlook on it. But And as um, you guys can see in the video here, we do have extra mics set up. I've got chairs on the way, so we we will be able to bring on guests. We were hoping to do that this year. Um it's it's a slow burn, baby. Um, but hey, you gotta spend money to make money, right? Just how much do you have to spend? Because this is getting really expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad you've been footing the primary portion of this bill. Um, but look, it's not like I built an entire recording studio in my basement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, There's but not again, four hundred dollars worth of football cards hang up on the wall. <laughs> Another thousand dollars in jerseys. <laughs> oh God, it's stupid. Um, but yeah, guys, I might have a problem. No, you do. Um, again, two seasons of this. Uh, I mean, we can't th- thank th- you enough. We we can't thank you enough. Obviously, this is the best idea I've ever had. I have not seen my team lose a playoff game since I started this podcast. So that's been pretty fun. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Had to had to put it there, uh, but th- this this has been I, I I don't even know if cathartic for us is the right word, but it it sure kind of feels like it might be um, doing borderline the therapeutic. Yeah, I'd like, say it's borderline because I I I want to cry right now. That hurt. That <laughs> w- that hurt just almost as bad as Sunday night hurt. That was rough. Sorry. <laughs> oh man. But th- this y- you guys actually tuning in and and I know I've said it many times and you guys have probably ignored it every time. The fact that anybody's going to to open and to go to their phone, open up whatever app you're listening to this on, open up YouTube, turn us on and actually listen to this. Um we there there are not enough words that I could string together to thank you for that. Um, This is is a terrible idea that I concocted one evening and only thanks to you we get to do this, that that we we actually sit down and talk about football into microphones. Nobody listened to this shit before we had microphones and and not a ton of people do now, but it's so many more than I would have ever imagined. 
because there is no reason that you go, I want to get football information. I'm going to go to two dumbasses with 40-hour-a-week jobs doing this in the basement in a hand-concocted, not-completely-finished recording studio with a tape with a donated table, a donated p- computer, a donated jersey on the wall, a fucking Amani Toomer signed jersey for some goddamn reason. There's no reason that you guys Brian Dawkins is signed too. Yeah, but I actually bought that one with intent. Um, that was pretty sweet. That I need to but, get a few more jerseys in here. He, I'm a little upset because our, our, our state bowling meet, if we make it, is no longer at North Rock. Oh, no. On the bright side, I bowl at North Rock Easter weekend. <laughs> I got this. Um, but I, I I just, I know thanking you guys three days before you hear this, four days, five days a week, I know it, I know a few of you, reach out and and they're like hey you know Lou looking at you every time I do this shit you're like hey man you're tugging at some heartstrings here and good because you guys don't know how much we appreciate the fact that this stupid show is a part of your week like it being a part of our week is one thing the the fact that we sit here and stare at a recording session a video recording session and and you guys tune into that dumbassery that we put on. Lest we forget, if you guys haven't figured it out or, or remembered our very first episode, we're at the end of season two. We've got, I think, like 85 episodes between season one and season two, not including Overweight and Overthinking, which is our off-season program where... Last year, it was just trying whenever we could. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Hey, we need to do something in the off season, otherwise we're gonna lose everybody. And this year, it's gonna be a lot more. You guys are listening to us because our wives were mad at listening to us, which is crazy because neither one of them has ever listened to a word we've ever said in our lives. Unless we're talking football, in which case it just happens to ruin their Tuesday evenings. Yeah, so that's how this became. No, we cannot uh, say thank you enough. It's been a great two seasons. Heartache from one side of the table, two years in a row, two different outcome, same outcome, two different stages in the season. The other side of the table, elation, joy, and triumph. Um, guys, that this is going to conclude season two of Too Fat to Play. We hope you guys stick around this summer, catch our uh, overweight and overthinking. At this point, it might be overweight and overdrinking over the summer. It might be all three, <laughs> um, but we're we're gonna we're gonna bring you guys some different things. Um, I know we said last year we're like, hey, we're gonna get some people in here. We're gonna actually attempt to get well, some people in here. We've got the equipment to do yeah, so. Yeah, we now. we can actually do it now. Um, we so, thought we had it last year; wasn't quite working. New equipment. You guys have listened to the upgrades all year. You've seen the upgrades if you've seen our promo videos from, I think, week 13 was our first one to now. 
Um, things are going to continue to get upgraded. Wives are going to be mad at me for spending money. Uh, it, it is what it is, but, but we do man. it for you. We do it for us, mainly for you guys. Uh, but actually only for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, one, mo- one more time, I do want to give a big shout-out to uh, Sticks Golf Lounge for stick- sticking with us this season. They've been a huge, huge help trying to get the word out. Um, guys, stop in. Let them know that you're you're hearing us. Um, and it, it, the list isn't long. Support the people that support us. Right. Um, and, God, just... Again, primarily Chiefs listeners, Chiefs fans listening to this show. Uh, congratulations on on uh, it, I guess the the official declination of a dynasty, um, and, and we we have so many things to look forward to talking about um, on on the off season program. But we're gonna get out of here. Thank you guys. We love you guys. Uh, and and for the for the final time for the 2023 NFL season be kind to each other love one another and always remember fuck the cowboys, cowboys.